0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome to a Monday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter for your Houston, Texas. Wait, 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 John, John. I thought I heard you earlier today. You did. And you'll hear me the rest of the week, too. Not tomorrow. Well, yeah, I don't know about tomorrow. Because I am on with Seth Payne in the morning because Sean Pennergas is on vacation. So I am in for the rest of the week. Although we don't have a show tomorrow. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll be in with Seth like I was this morning. So four hours in the morning, one hour at night, just grinding, baby, just grinding's all I do. Well, not really, but I talk, and so it's an opportunity to talk about the Texans, and we're going to talk to a couple of Texans tonight, day before 4th of July, and a lot of you are on holiday, um, and that's cool and you know, because you've been working so hard, I know you may have missed some things along the way. So I figured, you know what? Why not bring some things back? So we're going to have a little Jonathan Grenard for you here to kick things off in the first segment. We're here for Roy Lopez in our next segment. And we're going to take a little snippet from our conversation with the McNairs. I heard a little bit of it in the promos That we've been running on, that they were running on Sports Radio 610. I thought, you know what? There are probably some people that missed that interview and it was really good with Cal, with Hannah, uh, with Mark and myself. So we're gonna play a little bit of that for you in the third segment as well. So we're gonna kick it off right here, though, with our best of media days with John Grenard. We always have a good time talking with JG.
1: Let's talk to John Grenard right now. Okay, JG. I mean, we've talked to a lot of rookies and young guys in here, and you're still young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're kind of the older guy it's now. Weird.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird now. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's pretty weird, but it's it's cool at the same time, just because you get to see like the guys that are in your shoes at one point in time. Um, as far as understanding like what to expect from the NFL, you know, I came in during the COVID years, so, you know, it was just different. You know, I didn't get the same OTA experience, you know, off-season workouts, you know, just to mingle with the team and the guys like we do now, which is I see now be so beneficial. Um, for for guys, but you know they're they're young and humble and, uh, and hungry at the same time. So I think they did a really good job of handpicking these guys, each guy um, to fit with the team. Okay, there are two
0: things that we got to talk about. Here's so. the first one. Denzel Perryman was in here a little while ago, <laughs> yeah. and Denzel Perryman has worn what number for a long time? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Oh yeah. But he's not gonna wear fifty two anymore because he said that you gotta you just walled him off on that and said no no I'm, I'm kidding I'm kidding I
2: mean look it, it, it's it was it was a it's a funny story actually because I remember uh, he texted me I got a text one day um, shortly after he signed uh-huh. and I didn't know he signed yet you know I I wasn't checking social media because at the time you know obviously is going crazy yeah, with yeah. the signs and this and that so. Um, I got a text and was saying, "Hey yo, uh, what you think about that 52 or something on the lines like that?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Like I looked at it, I was like, you know, okay, maybe it's like a spam because I didn't have the number saved." Then, um, and then he said, "This is your teammate," and I'm like, "This is my teammate." It's still who's not there? helping. Who's you, yeah. who's asking this? And I just happened to go on Instagram and check the page, and I seen that, "Oh, we just signed DP." So yeah, I'm like, "Okay, yeah. cool." So now I was like, "Okay, well, it's kind of <laughs> like late in the game type deal," but. Um, I think 52, because it was a kind of deal that I, I kind of dealt with coming in my rookie year. Um, you know, I wore 58 in college, yeah, yeah. Um, most majority, majority of my collegiate career. And um, I kind of wanted that same thing coming in, but obviously the number was taken. Um, and I thought about changing it then, but once I got 52 and it kind of just stuck, I mean, yeah. I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to just stick with it. But it was, it was a funny story just because of how he was texting me and I kind of yeah. left it on red and I was just like... Who is this? And I kind of put two and two together with the area code because he's yeah. from Miami and I seen it too. But it was fun. When I met him in person, he was a good dude. He said, look, it's you're the only guy that I, I can respect, you know, yeah. having that number. So um I'll wear it proudly, make him proud, folks. Yeah, for That's sure. very cool. 100%. Okay.
0: Here's the second thing. Yep.
2: Got engaged this summer. I got engaged, man. Got engaged. Super excited to my beloved um fiance, man, of going on four years, man. she's she's awesome. I, I'm, I'm super excited that we can finally. See this deal coming up next year. So um exciting time in the life for
0: sure. That's very, very yeah. cool. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what it. What is like. the
2: date? Our date is April twentieth. Um we mm. are finalizing it now. Pretty much finalizing i getting everything set up now so I can at least get some you know, I put everything on her in the wedding planner. You know, I kinda yeah. stay out of it a little bit to a certain uh-huh. extent, you know, got my input. That's but, the way to um, do it. But she's doing a really good job. I trust her, uh her judgment. And uh, also welcoming our first baby girl pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so it's an exciting time this year.
1: That's a veteran move, though, because yeah. that's right when the off-season conditioning program should start. <laughs> so if you're honeymooning right after that, we're hey, gonna miss about a week, coach. Sorry. What am I gonna do? It's the wedding. You you're, know. Right. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You might have to use a little. My keep that in the back pocket. All right, D'Amico,
2: don't don't watch this part. <laughs> well, he <laughs> wants you to be a good father, good husband, <laughs> yeah. and all that. Too, oh yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. He might that's be a... like. He might give me a little leeway. Okay, you know, you might be you might be good.
1: <laughs> so so what about D'Amico? What is it like to be? operating under him so far. We haven't played any games yet, but here you are on the offseason program.
2: Right. I mean, you instantly can tell he's done it before. Down-to-earth guy. Players coach, you know, obviously understands and listens to his players and, you know, obviously still keeps the same thing about himself, you know, um, while while basically still keeping an open ear and open mind to different um, avenues about the game, different perspectives, certain things like that. Um, but off the rip, just from a personal standpoint, you know, just introduced myself when I first met him, um, talked to him, I seen he had his family up here a couple of times. I mean, it was just, it, it just seemed like it was, just, it was just natural, you know, it was just, mm-hmm. and nothing was forced, you know, I, whether our conversation carried on for a short period of time or long period of time, it was, it was fine. It just felt like it was just natural, organic. Um, and I understood right then and there from the first time I talked to him what the mission was here, um, mm-hmm. I, I, he, he understood what it was before he left and how he had it when he was captain here. And he's not going to accept anything less. That's why you see other guys uh, pulling up from, you know, a lot of alumni past players and things yeah. to show him, like, what who is Cap. They call him Cap. So, you know, yeah. as you all know, um, who Cap is and what he wants out of the team. And it's just so infectious through everybody that walks through the building. You can feel the energy. You can feel the intensity that we're all trying to get and build up to um, because there's a lot to look forward to. And I think that with a guy like him leading us, um, the sky's the limit for sure.
0: John, I know people will look at, Last year's defense, mm-hmm. four man surface. Sure. Okay, this year it's four man service. Well, yep. Doesn't change all that much, does it? Or does it? How does your role out on the edge change or not change in the new scheme? I mean, you don't have to give anything right. away, for but sure. just for in sure. general, how does yeah. it change for you?
2: Um, I think when you when you look at a four-three defensive line, um, they have to be the guys. You know, when you have four defensive linemen out there, there should be you have more then then the linebackers out there so you have to make up for that so i believe when you have that many guys out there he instills to you everybody needs to win their one-on-one matchups to where you know it's not it shouldn't be left to the linebackers or the dbs to clean it up the d, it should never get past the defensive line and i'm a true believer in that i believe he's a true believer in that um obviously he's a linebackers guy for sure but um with matt burke obviously our dc he's definitely a guy who's a defensive line guy who believes the d line should set the pace and definitely make all the plays um i I don't know how much it would change differently. Obviously, the intensity is going to change and how we run a couple of things for sure. Um, but just overall, in a different perspective, I think with us having the keys now as a defensive line and us being the primary unit that's going to set the tone to make all the plays, well, in, my, in my eyes, I'll definitely take that chip on our shoulder. Um, we love it, and I think that's what you should do and have placed place upon you, especially if you got guys uh filled up like we did in the offseason. Obviously, Will, you know, Rank, Malik, you know, Roy, you know, everybody mm-hmm. who was out there. These guys are just, you know, continuously getting a different mindset of how to play a 4-3 defense, including myself. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm learning new as well that's just going to make me play even faster. You know, guys that just make us think less and just go. So, a um, little similarities, but a lot of, uh, for sure, we're definitely going to be the primary part, for sure.
1: Jonathan Grenard with us. All right, what about the offense? Oh, man. What can you tell us about what you're seeing across the line of scrimmage? Look,
2: I don't want to get too high or too low. <laughs> um, but, hey, I'm just telling you today. They got some cooking on that offensive side, Um, and that's and that's as as biased as it sounds. I'm trying not to be biased, and because I've seen it, and like you said, I've I've been here. I'm going on my fourth year now, and I've seen it different quarterbacks, different different atmospheres, different offenses, different offensive minds. And Bobby Bobby Slow, he he knows a little something about that offense now. Mm. Um, uh, You can just tell it just screams. You know, obviously that Shanahan style. You know, obviously comes from San Fran and. Uh, you can just tell he, had, he took a lot of things from different places and different pieces and made it to his own. I mean, and, and it fits the guys. And there you can just tell the offensive guys are more comfortable. Um, and they're gelling together. And I, I mentioned earlier about having these OTA sessions. These are awesome because you just build that camaraderie on top of you learning a new scheme and understanding how we all want to run it. Man, that that offensive side, defense, we're handling our business for sure, 100%. But I'm telling you all now, the offense is coming with it for sure. Okay.
0: We talked about this a little bit, and you yeah. mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, you know, you, you've been here. A little, you've been here a little while. Yeah. Outside of Kaimi and Weeksy, <laughs> who are the only players that have been in Houston longer than you? You got Titus and LT. That's it. Gotta be. That's, That's it. it. That's it's it. only. It's Gotta only, be. I keep track too. I mean, I, I, yeah. I still remember when you came in right. as as a rookie during yeah. COVID.
2: Yeah, You know, that was that was a, that was a crazy time to think about it now. Just to yeah. see how the normalcy that we have now.
0: Right. Um, you
2: even go through the true like draft. I process. mean, people they don't understand. I mean, it's. I come in off of a, a COVID year, you know, it's just who knows what to expect. You know, you got to right. roll in with the same guys pretty much as you did in 2019. You know, it's, it's hard to fit certain guys in that haven't been a part of a certain process. Um, but just to see the transformation overall, you know, every year I feel like I knew everything. Now I keep getting to another year. It's like oh, I learned man. something new and now I don't know everything. So that's just not just football, but it's life. So I think that's the, the joy I get out of uh, being here kind of so long. Um, and hopefully we, t- we turn, not hopefully, we're going to turn this thing around. So um, I'm excited. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Jonathan, thanks a lot. Good luck. Always. I appreciate y'all for having me. Yes, sir. Appreciate you.
0: It's always a blast talking to Jonathan Gunnar, JG number 52, the grizzled vet now, fourth year. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. We were, we were actually talking about that in the hallway one day, and he's like, John, gone through COVID, and then, you know, we're rebounding from COVID coaching change 2022 coaching change 2023 coaching change been rehabbing injuries so hopefully 2023 is that opportunity for john to get settled in finally after everything that he's had to go through the first three years but looking forward to seeing what he does in year four now let's look forward to a guy going into year three a guy that i thought over the last probably five to seven games last year played his best ball in his first two years it's roy lopez we always have a blast talking to Roy. So let's go to Roy Lopez Jr. After the break right here on Texans All Access. I want to remind everybody next Tuesday, July 11th, 6 o'clock, All Access, going on the road. We're going to BMW of the Woodlands, 6 to 7 out there. BMW of the Woodlands, July 11th. Mark and I will be out there doing a live show, Texans cheerleaders. Our guy, Chester Pitts, going to be out there as well so get on out there because we're giving away tickets to a texans game training camp tickets heb gift cards and a whole heck of a lot more and if you've ever been out to a room remote whether it's at fuddruckers or some other location mark turns into a texan santa claus he is just handing out gifts left and right so get on out there we always have a good time so tuesday july 11th six o'clock live all access show tuesday night bmw of the woodlands get on out there and just have a time with us and if you buy a car along the way great that would be awesome too but just get out there and celebrate with us texas cheerleaders chester pitts tickets it's all kinds of fun so get on out there uh and support well us support bmw support HEB, support everybody just get on out there have some fun that's the whole key all right let's have some fun with roy lopez i think roy when he came in here as a rookie i think it was a big surprise. I think everybody's like, well, we had no expectations for this guy taking late on day three. And he started, I think, 15 of 16 games. 16 and 17, maybe. I'm trying to remember what it, what the number was. But either way, he started a lot of games. And I think it was all but one. Came back this year, or th- about this past year, 2022. Something was kind of missing. I don't know. I could put my finger on it early on. But you just weren't seeing the same Roy for whatever reason. Middle of the season, he wasn't benched, but he was not starting anymore. Eventually got a starting job back. And over the last probably five to six games, seven games or so, he played some of his best football that I've seen him play in his career. And I think he's got plenty of that left. Now, you bring in Hassan Ridgway. You bring in Sheldon Rankins. In addition to Malik Collins coming back, who signed an extension. It can be hard to find minutes on the inside, but I think what we have found is, especially on the defensive line in particular, when you think you have enough you don't when you think you have more than enough you probably have just the right amount so i think they've got some good depth but look you can always you can always add to depth on a defensive line or offensive line you'll never disappoint me with that but i think roy lopez not that brings depth he now brings experience i thought he in otas and minicamp just body-wise he looked different he looked like he was quicker a little slimmer but still strong I'm curious to see what he brings back for year number three with the Texans' Roy Lopez. You caught up with me and Mark during media days. Let's go.
1: Joining us now in the Hyundai Texans radio studio, it's Roy Lopez. How's it going, Roy? It's going good. Great to see you. All right, so you're one of the true veterans on this team, and I feel like you got here 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. So how does it feel to you going into year three? Uh,
3: It's awesome. It's exciting. Um, Just trying to grow. Um, Been the same thing since I got here um but just uh trying to improve every which way i can trying to learn from everybody and uh, take bits and pieces so um it's exciting though you know you understand why everybody's so excited you know because it's every day everybody walks in here with a with a smile on their face but uh, we understand you know the mission's got to get done so
1: okay i want to zone in on that for a moment because we've heard that from numerous guys about the energy the vibe can you speak to that a little bit more? Not to downgrade or degrade anything that's happened in the past here, but what is this like, this regime?
3: Yeah, it's just, you know, everybody's excited. Like I keep saying, everybody's just excited because um, you look around you're like, okay, we're, we're kind of stacked right now, you know, and it's something to look forward to. You know, you just look around, you see all these players and, and everybody's making plays and... And but flying around and happy for each other. You know, I think that's the the biggest thing is is you look at our film and, and everybody's celebrating. Everybody's, you know, um competing but health healthy competing, you know, and it's uh it's come to the point where, you know, um you look back on everything, and you're like, Man, you know, it's it's come a long way, you know, and yeah. but but it's but it's fun to be here. It's um it's fun to be on this team, fun to be on this D line. So just looking to grow.
0: Let's focus on you for a second. Roy Lopez wearing number 79, first OTAs, walking in the building. I don't know if you've ever been to Houston at that point. Roy Lopez sitting here today. How are those two different?
3: Just um, not too much, to be honest, besides of the work and everything I've learned along the way. Um, but. As far as being the same and being different, my mindset's still the same. I'm still walking in here as a six-round pick, still yeah. walking in as a guy that has to prove himself every day, and that'll never change, right. you know, and that's been my process my whole career since elementary school, yeah. you know, so just always proving yourself every day and, and connecting with the guys is something that, you know, I've, I've been able to create relationships that I'll have for the rest of my life, you know, so... um it's been great, but just to be able to grow, I've learned so much these first two years about football myself. Yeah. Like it's um it's crazy when you understand the, the difference mm-hmm. that playing time and being a vet can, you know, do to you. So
1: Roy Lopez with us. How is this system different for what you
3: do? Yeah, it's um they're known for their D line. You know, you watch you watch the Niners, their front is amazing, you know, and that's just cause they play like their hairs on fire you know so that's something that we we watch past defenses with this game and and that's what they do they get off the ball they get off the rock they penetrate and uh look to make plays you know so that's the biggest thing you see guys you know go from one system to the other um example javon hargraves from philly to san fran you know all he's doing is just create havoc you know so he's 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 gonna be able to instill that over there and, and we get a guy um, like Sheldon to come out here and, and you know he's playing the system before and Malik Collins you, you see these guys compete every rep at practice it's something that you know it's being instilled in us every day and so it's just something on, something to be excited about attack so
0: Roy is a defensive lineman They're, I mean I think probably fans talk about ah, you know you can probably eat whatever you want you know just <laughs> kind of beef up and be beefy and all that but one thing I said to Mark the other day was and I hope this comes out the right way your body has transformed since you've been here. A, why was that, or A, was that a goal? And B, why was that a goal for you to sort of transform your body to get it to where it is today? Because you're lean, mean, fighting machine. Not that you were fat when you got here, but mm-hmm. there's, there's a difference in your body sculpture now than what it was.
3: Yeah, just kind of listen to everybody around me. You know, the vets that have been here for a long time and been in the league a long time, um, they kind of express the importance of taking care of your body changing your body composition and everything like that, just trying to trim the fat, being as fast as you can, explosive as you can. So I think that was just the goal. And uh, just trying to grow speed, foot speed, everything. And, um, you know, this this game is played at a very fast pace, you know, and being in shape and, and you know, you can't just keep tapping your helmet to come off the field. <laughs> you you got to stay in there. So you got to be in shape and just being able to grow. And out here in this humidity, you know, it's not mm. that hard. Yeah, you know right. to sweat off some fat, so <laughs> um, but that's that's the biggest thing is just I just grew up, yeah. you know, and, and changed the way I eat, changed the way I train, and everything like that. So
1: throughout your career, all off season, training camp, the majority of reps are against your own team. So what is it like going up against the new Texans offense? What can you tell us about that?
3: Yeah, playing against playing against the guards we got with Shaq Mason and, and Kenyon Green, and you, know, you see a vet and you see a young guy, and it's like you know, but they're they're both very, very smart, def- I mean, offensive linemen, and, and, and they understand their strengths, and they play to them, you know, and uh, being able to ha- have Sha- Shaq Mason, you know, go against Shaq Mason, it's like, man, you see this guy on film for years, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's crazy to to line up across from him, you know, he does his little vet things, and I'll look at him and laugh, and he'll laugh, you know, because we understand, like, okay, you got me that rep, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just, you know, line back up, and it's a competitive, like, healthy competitiveness that we built that Okay, if you give me, I'm gonna laugh at you, but we're gonna line it up again, you know. And mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing that I've taken away from going against these guys and and being able to see Titus and, and LT go at it again another season is, is some of the that's probably the best tackle duel in the league, you know. So the, there's nothing more fun to watch than those two guys. So.
0: Roy, when we used to talk to, it's funny when DeAndre Hopkins used to be a Texan here. We would ask him, Hey, who who do you talk to, you know, when you come back to the sidelines? And he made a comment one time about the first person that he would talk to when he came back to the sidelines was Jonathan Joseph. Or like, well, why would a wide receiver go talk to D Like, that's the first guy. Because J.J. would be that guy to give him kind of that that knowledge. Do you guys as defensive linemen kind of share with the offensive linemen? you talked about Shaq Mason. Do you guys, I don't know whether you go to dinner or not, but just kind of walk over to the sidelines and say, hey, what were you trying to do to me on that particular rep? Do you guys kind of have a relationship like that with the offensive line, where you guys are kind of sharing some of those notes? Oh, oh, uh, every day. Every day we're in the cafeteria and we'll –
3: after practice, we'll go eat, and and what, what do you see? Why are you, why are you setting me like that? Yeah. What do you What are you trying to take away? What's your What's your thought process? Why mm. is this not working when I do this? You know, stuff like that. And then same same for them. You know, what did you see? Was I leaning? Would I give it away? What What's What's making you do those moves? You know. Yeah. And so, um, just literally trying to be as good as we can. Yeah. And, and for for the purpose of the team, but individually, just trying to you know. Like I said, it's a stacked roster, so pull your weight, you know, because there's there's ball players all around this field now. And it, yeah. it's something that um again it's so fun to be a part of. Yeah. You know, so
1: Roy, how have you grown with Houston? How have you assimilated into the city in the last couple of years? It's been
3: amazing. You know, that's probably one of my favorite things about being here <laughs> is uh just I've done so many different events and got to meet so many people. And uh, the rodeos out here, that was cool. I got to meet Cody Johnson this off season. Mm-hmm. Um, That was sick. Yeah, I still smile about it. I'm going to go see him again in a couple of weeks just because you know, I love Cody. But um, yeah, it has been amazing, especially coming from Hispanic background. It's um, out here – um, I didn't know there were so many, and in mm-hmm. being able to go to these events and and see little kids, and you know they say my name, and it's like, and you know who I am, you know it's crazy, and, and you know I do book readings, and and you look out to to the, to the kids, and they literally they could care less about what words you're saying, you know yeah. they're just yeah. infatuated with the jersey you're wearing and everything like that. So just being able to to you know be the kid with them, you know, and and again I grew up around the game, um, family football coaches, and, and everything was just. I was always a kid looking up to high school football players, you know, and to become full circle now it's like, you know, I'm sitting here talking to high school football players, you know, and they're staring at me, you know, bright-eyed. It's uh, it's amazing.
0: So, How's your pops? Family? They're good. They're amazing. They're, He's really, at every they're game. excited. He's at every game. He is. I think he beats me to the game, which beats us. I mean, it's, he, <laughs> it's nuts. To But he – he's he, uh, there every single game
3: he uh he's the first one at the gate as yep. soon as it opens he walks in um he doesn't want to miss my pre-game warm-up it's been that way since i've been in college um and he uh he can't sit still my mom's the same way they can't sit still my sisters but um yeah it's uh something that i don't take for granted it's something that all of my teammates have expressed to me like man you're blessed man it's yeah. uh that's not normal right you know and then it's something I hold very close to my heart, and thank you for noticing it and bringing it up. Nah, it's I, awesome.
0: I don't know who gets to the stadium earlier, but they get to the stadium at the same time. Your dad and Sting's dad, mm-hmm. mom and dad, I'm like they're they're in the stadium before anybody. Like when I'm doing my mic check, I look up and I'm like, okay, there's Roy's family and there's Sting yeah. family. Like <laughs> they're there before that, and I love. Does he ever get, Do they give you like notes? Like, hey, I watch you pregame. You look a little slow. Or they, they give you like those things? So, or did he wait for after the game so and do I'll, that?
3: I'll go do my warm-up. And then I'll come, you know, give him a dab and give him a hug. And But he never says slow. I don't think he tries to put yeah, that yeah, in right, my head. Right, you know what I mean? He's like, you look explosive. You look fast. You look good. You know what I How's your feet? How's your hands? How You, you feel good? You feel yeah. And, and then I'll get into the locker room. About 10 minutes go by. And then, like I say, he can't sit still. Right? So he'll text me. He'll, you know. <laughs> and it's, uh, my dad texts funny, too He. Does a lot of spaces, apostrophes, yeah, emojis. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. He's, uh, but uh, he's fired up. You know, yeah. and you can feel it. You yeah. know, and, and I get the same from my aunts, my uncles, my mom, my sisters. I get texts from everybody, and it's something that, trust me, I I, I don't take for granted. I love it so much every single Sunday, and, and you can feel the energy through their text message because they they can't express it any other way. You know, right. so it's uh I love it. What are you doing with the break between mini camp and training camp? We we'll go home. Um, like I said, I'm gonna go Cody Johnson. I um, yep. think that's next week. But um, and after that, lock in, uh, train at home, and and get ready. Probably come out here a week early before camp and mm. get acclimated to the weather again. Um, but just uh, mentally prepare, mentally get myself ready, uh, physically as well. But you know, to it's to it's that's another thing I've learned. It's a long season. It's um something that you know you got to progress throughout. You know, and it's not mm. to to peak. camp not to peak in week one week two no it's it's a long season it's something you got to grow throughout the year and and stay healthy take care of your body so um i have my routine down but looking to grow on the routine and and make sure that it's you know set in stone by the time camp comes around
0: so once you're out of houston and look i know arizona's the walk in the park because you're talking triple digits but that humidity is a little different so how do you how do you kind of go through the acclimation process Roy? when you're working out do you like turn the air conditioning off and just work in your garage oh and so that God. gives you a little bit of a handle on or how do you acclimate 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 as you go as
3: as when i'm home i kind of just i'll train with a hoodie on or, yeah. or one of these a sweat yeah. a sweat uh jacket on or saunas or stuff like that yeah. um, um there's a lot of wrestling rooms in arizona that got the heater on you know that's a that's a wrestling thing but yeah it's um, a wrestling thing but yeah. um there's really
0: nothing to prepare too much yeah. for it you know it's mm. ridiculous how do you, you talk know? to the guys about it and they've been through it because there's got to be some guys in your room like I, we were talking to heinous earlier and he's like Oh my God! Like
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know how do you
0: warn people like
3: that? So my locker is next to Dylan Horton, right? So yeah. I'm telling them, like, "Hey man, I know you're feeling good right now, but I'm glad <laughs> you know camp is camp is crazy. You know, and to prepare yourself, prepare your feet, your hands, hydrate mm. your food. you like that's when routine comes into play yeah. because. You'll feel it if you don't prepare your body, yeah, yeah. you know, and then that's the biggest thing. I just, my other, uh, the guy next to Dylan is uh, Ali So you know. Yeah, so yeah. being able to to tell him is like he's he's listening. He's like, you know, and they played ball in Louisiana, and he and, and uh, Dylan played in Texas already. But I'm telling, I'm am like, telling you guys, it's like different. this is this is and it's camp, you know. So every rep, you're giving everything yep. you got, yeah, and uh, it's a dog fight, you know. So that's another thing that that adds on top of it is. You're so locked in on every rep, so it, that just adds to the heat. The eye yeah. in the sky is always watching too. Mm-hmm. Never lies, <laughs> never <laughs> lies. There's no
0: temperature gauge on that thing. You don't <laughs> even lies. know. You're just watching. Yep. Don't That's matter.
3: That's right. Don't, doesn't matter the temperature. The uh the play is gonna go on. So, Roy, thanks a lot. Good luck to you. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you.
0: There is Roy Lopez Jr. going into year number three, and he loved the fact I asked about his pops and. His pops is great. I mean, he and Derek Stingley's dad, Derek Stingley Sr., man, they get in the stadium earlier than I do. Or at least it seems that way, man. They are awesomely supportive of their sons. And I know there are plenty of family members that are that way as well. And we love that support for their sons. Uh, that means a lot to those guys. And you obviously can see it with Roy and his dad. They're, they're always talking ball. It's really, really cool. All right, let's get, when we get back, let's talk to McNairs. We had a good time. We didn't talk to him about media days, but we talked to him uh, last week. Potentially, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was last week. We had a good time. And you may have missed us. You may have been on vacation. You may be back. You might just be hanging out, wanting to listen again. Well, here you go. Cal and Hannah McNair with me and Mark next right here on Texans All Access. We got one final segment. It's Monday edition of Texans All Access. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter. Hey, make sure you're catching me in the morning with Seth Payne. Wednesday, no show tomorrow. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The rest of this week, Sean Pendergast on a vacation. So I am stepping in And we had a great time this morning. So come on, check us out, myself and Seth Payne on Sports Radio 610. And then we'll have radio for you all week, including tomorrow night. We will be on right here on Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Now, we have a chance to catch up with the McNairs, Cal and Hannah McNair. We had a blast talking with them last week. Here's some of the high points right here. I want to go back to draft night because we haven't had a chance to talk to you guys on the air. I so still have grilling
1: questions, I, by the way, but we'll get, get to that we'll, later. We'll to go that ahead, Johnny. The more, more grilling
0: the questions route. are going to make me that much hungrier at this well, time We're taking orders, so <laughs> yeah. you let us know. <laughs> okay. You want three hot dogs? Yeah, three hot Enjoying. dogs
4: I'm good with. <laughs> I want to go back to draft night. I think Mark wanted a cheeseburger last year. but Yes, <laughs> yeah, we'll absolutely. He, he I have needs questions he about this He does. I want to go back to draft night. What was draft
0: night, the whole draft in general, but just draft night, night one, what was that like for the two of y'all watching everything go down and how it all went down? Because the Texans were the talk of the night. I mean, everybody was talking about what had transpired, the move up to go get Will, but just everything happening, especially in that short,
4: condensed space. What was draft night like for both of you all? Almost sounds like a movie, draft night. <laughs> yeah. um, but Hannah and I had, we had a lot of fun on draft day we um, of course had the party out at Miller Mm -hmm. so we went there first so we went to Miller first outdoor theater and said 17,000
5: fans uh 7,000 maybe
4: 7,000 the number keeps growing (laughs) it felt like (laughs) 17,000 it looked like Woodstock (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was amazing it sounded
5: like
0: 17,000 our ears and we had headphones on
5: (laughs) I'll tell you the nerves of the whole day I mean you're just a whole day, you're just game, it's like game day, right? You're getting ready, you're getting ready. And then going to the draft party before we went to the war room, I mean, that just made the buildup even more. It was so incredible.
4: The right. fans were so excited. And and they had a little input on who they thought should be drafted. And, <laughs> and so that was <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, that, that was wonderful to get from them. And then, then we got back here, here being the stadium and the war room with Nick and, and James Lipford and, and coach and a number of the scouts were there, and your and mom. So mom was there. Yeah. And so we were all in the room and visiting with Nick beforehand, and he just calm, calm and steady, and talked through all a lot of different scenarios. And then um, then the draft started, and uh, everyone pretty much knew who the first pick was going to be, mm-hmm. and so that happened. And then the second pick came, and and we knew what we were doing there pretty much. And then, but you don't know for sure. Right. You know, until the first pick is picked. And then we were really happy with um, what we were able to do with the second pick. Oh, that uh, was so exciting. Then the third pick came up, and Nick started making calls and trying to um, work his magic. And there were some calls and some hang-ups and some yeses and some <laughs> noes, and we'll call you back, and we'll think about it. And he worked his, worked his way through to about a minute and a half left and then finalized that it and said— Call New York. Call him. You call him.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: So it was a lot of fun and a lot of excitement and great energy and drama and all that. Just that, in a very short compressed. It was spot. as
5: exciting as you could imagine. Yes, I was it, was ask. It, it was intense. It had to be
4: like fourth quarter of a playoff game. Yeah, really.
1: Absolutely.
5: Oh no, it was overtime. Um, yeah, it was overtime. Buffalo Bills game. You're trying to kick that field goal. I mean, yep. you're getting in field goal range. That's what it felt like was, can we get there?
1: And you're
0: watching the clock. And <laughs> oh, you're thinking, my on. gosh. It and the was clock intense. makes it that much worse because you're going, because uh, you guys at that point know, okay, something's happening. Yeah. They want to make a deal. So you're looking at the clock going, oh, my gosh, can they get it done by that particular time? And y'all's time frame is obviously much different than ours because we're following the TV. We're getting it kind of. You know, often we're hearing it from sources. You guys are seeing it in real time and watching it go by. We didn't really have any idea until Robert told us, wait a second, they're making a deal. So I got to imagine the nerves as you're watching that clock go down. It gets under two minutes like, are we going to do this? Is this going to happen? Did you ever at any point think, oh, I don't know if it's going to happen? Did you ever think that?
5: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We we didn't know. It was pretty quiet. I think you could have heard a pin drop. And then that phone rang.
1: When did you make the decision, let's go back to Miller Outdoor Theater, let's go have fun with the fans? Because you're there in the in the draft room uh, looking at that drama, and then you want to go back and celebrate.
4: I needed to hear from Nick that we were done for the evening. <laughs> 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 so once he told me that. Uh, I,
5: we ha- had family there, had friends. Fam- yeah. yeah, I had
4: family at the party, and Hannah was really wanting to, to go over there and interact with the fans some more. and I was kind of exhausted to tell you the truth, but but we we went back and really enjoyed it.
5: I was on adrenaline. Uh, Mine was probably more amped up than Cal's, but uh, we wanted to go back. I mean, my friends were sending me videos. My family was sending me videos. We were seeing videos, and um, there's nothing more. I mean, you just want to be with people to celebrate a moment, right? Like, you've got to celebrate those moments of excitement.
0: Now that we've done that. And you have those two young men, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, bringing them into the building. We've seen them as football players, but y'all got a chance to, to meet them and know them. What was in y'all's mind so special about those two guys that we drafted at two and three?
4: Uh, you're a good hugger, by the way. I'll Thank you. give you kudos for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
5: Um, I think when they came here to visit with their families, uh, you can tell a lot about a person aside from just talking to them by their families and their interactions with their families, that relationship. And we really got to spend a lot of time with them when they came that following day and their families. And you just got to see them for who they are off the field, the way they interacted with our kids. um, You know, they just treated everyone as important. Nobody was beneath them to talk to or converse with and um, get to know. So I just thought that was incredible of the family. Um, the parents have raised their sons well, and you could see that.
4: Yeah, and they both have interesting journeys, which I think y'all have chronicled a little mm-hmm. bit. And and their their talent, you know, is there. You you know that's unquestioned. The talent is there, and then getting to know them a little bit has really been a, a really pleasure of ours. So.
1: What's it been like watching OTAs and minicamp practice this year with these new players, with D'Amico Ryan's coaching, this new staff, what are you seeing out there?
4: Uh, improvement. Mm-hmm. Seeing a lot of improvement from day one to the end. I'm looking forward to seeing that improvement continue through training, training camp leading up to the games. You see a lot of great energy. You see it in the staff. You see it in the players. That's a total buy-in of the players and you see it and feel it. And it's just um, great to be around. Because before the draft, it was who are you going to take, right? Mm-hmm. Then before after that, the th-
5: who's your coach?
1: Yeah, before that, it's who's. Your, it's kind of like when you get married. When's the wedding date? Then when's the baby,
4: right? <laughs> so <laughs> the season is the baby. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think people like the direction they're seeing is what I sense in visiting with people uh, as they as they come up and around, just around town and everywhere. So the, I think they really like the direction that they're seeing from the team. Last year, you, had, you talked about the draft party at Miller Outdoor
1: Theater. Second year was even bigger in year two. Last year, you decided to change the kickoff luncheon to a season premiere night event with a Hollywood kind of feel to it. It was awesome. And the casino action as well to benefit the Houston Texans Foundation. This year, even bigger. Can you get into that, Hannah?
5: Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Um, you know, last year we did it in less than two months. I think we planned that event. So, mm. um it, Thank you to everyone who uh, sponsored that event, made it successful for the foundation. This year, we're making it bigger. Um, It's going to be in the stadium. So we will be in in NRG Stadium, not Mm. the bubble. And uh, we are also, we'll have dueling pianos. I don't know if people know about that, but... It's, um, we're going to have the dueling Whoa. pianos. And so play, the wow. players will get involved in that. Um, all the players will be there. We'll introduce our 2023 team. Um, we'll have legends. We'll have Cal will be there. Uh, Nick, D'Amico.
1: Cal will be uh, there. It's, it's
5: going to be a night to remember. And we're really excited for what we can do with for the community with the proceeds.
4: All right, Any good third. auction items on their list? Like, uh, away, mm-hmm. are we doing an away game
5: there? Or we are. We are doing uh, an, on o-
4: an away game
5: mm-hmm. on the team charter and stay at the team hotel and, um, you know, have an escort to the game on the team charter bus and
4: Ooh. pregame sideline. Pregame sideline.
5: You can come and talk with Cal and I and it will be a lot of fun. We also. Um, Maybe even John. Maybe even I'll be j- there. yes. I'll be there. Yes, yeah, definitely jumping up. on the sideline, running I'm, up and if down. If you
0: haven't, if, I know there are a lot of people out there that have had the opportunity to go with us on a trip, but if you never have, it is so fun. It is absolutely the coolest thing you, you could ever do as a fan. The way that that we travel, and when the NFLPA put out their their list, that was one of the things where we were A plus. And I mean, it's it's an A plus. So if you get an opportunity at season premiere to to bid on this at auction, do it. Cause you will, you'll absolutely, you'll love it. I mean, y'all, y'all know it. Mark knows it. I know it cause we've done it before, but I'm telling you when you do it and you realize I'm on the plane with the players, I'm on the plane, I'm going on the, bu-, it's, it's fantastic. And yeah, you can find me down on the sidelines. But there are a lot of things that go with training camp starting season premieres, one, obviously football, but we also have joint practices coming back this year. Oh yeah. How excited are y'all about having the dolphins here, but then going to New Orleans and taking on the saints. A couple of days of uh, joint practice.
4: Uh, well, we love lining up and competing with other teams, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think, um, I think it's really healthy when preseason has been shaved down to three or four games yep. to, in order to get the guys ready for the regular season. I think these joint practices replace some of those other preseason games yep. that we don't have, and it helps you get your team ready for the season, which is the whole point of training camp. Hannah was going to say something about the travel. I was. What were you? No, no, say? not the travel. I was oh. going to say
5: something about an auction item. So okay. last year, Cal's mom came up with an auction item that she wanted to bid on. She got outbid, but we cook for her anytime. Mm. So it's the cookout with Cal at our house. Cal grills. Mm. Um, and uh, you have a private dinner party at our house, and it was so much fun. That was fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Well, I think Texans we, legends, wasn't Andre Johnson there? Andre, uh, Travis Johnson, uh, Damian. Uh, let's see, Cecil Shorts, Brian Cushing, Kevin Walter. Now and you're just
0: name dropping. I, it feels <laughs> like Fair it, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it's good. We were well, looking around, awesome. going,
5: "Man, this is a anu- <laughs> yeah. Cal and I, I like, like this I dinner. Like, this I
1: English. want to go to this thing. Party. I want an invite, right? Well, y- you can bid." <laughs> I have grilling questions though, uh, and I have we a can't people a th- will outbid me, Cal. <laughs> Cal, if I'm making a burger, is it really sacrilege if I make a small incision Uh-oh. to see Uh-oh. if it's done properly?
4: Why would you cut a burger and well, let all the juices I, come well, out? No, it's Mark. not,
1: but I'll make a. It's a tiny little
4: scalpel cut. I can't do that. No, get a little thermometer with, that's a very small and stick it in there and mm-hmm. check the temperature instant read that's the best way to do I never but trust Honestly, those if you things. know how to
5: grill hamburgers, you know how long it takes with yeah, the thickness a of the burger with a yeah. yes, you got to yeah. know Mark.
1: I just wanted to see what Cal was going to say but I got it from the master, the grill master. <laughs> One other comment, oh Pittsburgh coming in with J.J. Watt being inducted into the Ring of Honor. That is so special. There's so many great home games and nine home games being a 17-game schedule. AFC's turn to have nine home games. But that's a real shining moment on the schedule as we look at it.
4: Yeah, we're really excited to have J.J. coming back and honor him in the Ring of Honor. And we'll have him in for training camp for a day or two. And and then he'll be in for that weekend. And just to, um, you know, he was just a dominant player on the field. Um, that it's right for us to do this, but also because he uh, was you know, attached to the community in that special way that he was and, and the fans, but the community as a whole, that we're really excited to bring him back.
5: And it's only fitting that it's at a game where his family, his, he will mm-hmm. be playing his brother. So his whole family gets to be there for that moment. I think that's only fitting for what we're about. We're about family. And um, to, have, to have JJ inducted on the day that his brother is playing is really special.
4: His mom will be there, and I think it may be her birthday. So that's right. Oh wow! Just all around, it's going to be wow. a fun. We'll, we'll it's have special. A, all, all our legends will be back for that weekend. Oh and, yeah! So it'll be a lot of fun. Because you know when perfect. they played against one another, mm-hmm. it was COVID. It was COVID. Yeah. So nobody was in the building. They
1: back got there. the photo, but that's. I got the photo. It, was it. it. It was empty. Oh, yeah, it was COVID. There's Lines nobody. In there. When
5: he played against his other brother, though, it wasn't COVID. Yeah. That was yeah, remember uh, that was ferric. at the Coliseum. Yep.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was out in LA.
0: Well, that was a fun conversation with the McNairs. We cut that down. If you want to hear the full conversation, go to our uh, podcast page, HoustonTexas.com, wherever you get your podcast, and go to you All Access. And you can All Access, I think it was last Wednesday, you can hear the full interview if you want to hear that. But we appreciate the McNairs for spending time with us. Obviously, all those guys that came in on media days, including the two you heard tonight, John Grenard and Roy Lopez. We had a blast talking with those guys. Big thanks to Mark for always being there and, Chopping it up together as we do. Tell my guys back at Sports Radio 610. I would say I'd see you in the morning, but we got tomorrow off. Uh, I'll see you on Wednesday, though. Ben Gary and Seth Payne. But you guys listening, appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, go Texans.